Good evening, family. How's everybody doing tonight? I hope you had an absolutely beautiful day. 
it is a little bit frigid right here today. I think right now we're looking at six or seven degrees outside. So not too bad. <clears throat> Actually, it felt pretty good. The, uh, Wind wasn't blowing and it wasn't quite as bitter to the bones as it has been the last couple of days. So it's going to be nice because next week we're going to be up to like 45 or something like that. It's amazing how good 45 is going to feel when you've been dealing with under under freezing. And we're not going to get above freezing, I believe, until Saturday. Saturday night we're supposed to see two degrees and then uh, one to four inches of snow between Thursday and Friday. So no complaints here. So, uh, Ed, if you're going to be driving down here soon, drive safely. It's going to be nasty out there. All of you guys, if you're on the road, drive safely. So tonight's episode, guys, we're going to be uh, called uh, Kilt the Christian episode 523, What Are Demons? And going to go over what uh, scripture says about demons, what we could do to build up fight against them and so forth. So I figured this would be a pretty interesting topic because I've been going through a lot of social media. And the great thing is, is I'm seeing more and more people talking about God and Christ uh, more than I ever have. It's it's almost uh, like it's it's becoming close to 50-50 politics and religion, which is great. But a lot of people are realizing how real evil is and having a lot of questions about demons. So I went into scripture, kind of dug up a bunch of stuff, um, read some articles and uh, different people's perspective on us. So we'll be talking about that here in a little bit after we get into the news. But once again, it's Kilt the Christian episode 523. And I've titled this one, What Are Demons? Let's get to it. We are many nations around the world, comprised of many cultures, but we stand together in a battle between good and evil. We're the seekers of wisdom, the bringers of truth, the hands of heaven, and the voices of reason. As the world tries to divide us by our differences, we only grow stronger as we are bound together as the children of God. And, and one note, Joyless Reed is a demon, and Matt and Hev, Scripture didn't call Adam Shift out by his name. I believe he had a different name back then, and I'm not mistaken, it was Legion. That's right. Legion is what they called Adam Shift back in the day if you read Scripture. We've got so many examples of little demons running around this place right now. I know Matt and Ed, but you know all these people are about as evil. They're they're all legion. That's what it is. Our government together collectively is a is a demon or a bunch of demons named Legion. That's what it is. So we'll get into a little bit of a news here, but first, guys, um, I gotta. I don't, I'm not sure who exactly it was, but I want to thank you for reaching out to MSM Myers John. So I had mentioned last night about um, what an awesome idea it would be. Uh, you know, I'd read that getting a crock pot, putting some water in there, putting a little bit of heat onto it will keep the water from freezing for the chickens. But it's also a deep bowl. And uh, I was informed today that chickens will submerge their head in that water um, because it's a little bit warmer. And then they'll end up getting, um, they'll end up getting a frostbite on their head. So disregard what i said last night about the crock pot it seemed like a really great idea but whoever it was that reached out to john thank you so much because i would not have felt really good going outside tomorrow morning with chickens with their heads frozen that would have been tell yeah exactly that's what i was thinking Mimo. is just put like you know if you're gonna do the crock pot just put like maybe a quarter inch of water or something apparently so your chickens won't submerge their heads because the last thing that we wanted dead chickens i'm trying to avoid that problem and then the heating pad yeah um Mimo, we've got a uh a place called Rural King um, that's right down the road from us. It's it's kind of like an a one-stop shop. It's got everything from – they even sell chickens there. Like this place is pretty cool. But uh, I got the chicken heating um, heater from there, and I went online, and they actually do have like a little a chicken heating pad that goes underneath the little chicken water bowl. So I'm going to go pick one of those up. They're really not too expensive, and uh, and I'll get my yield back in eggs when those lazy chickens decide to start laying eggs again. 
Oh, you've got uh, the Rural Kings up there too, Trade Patriot. Those things are awesome. I had never seen a Rural King before, but they're they're like uh, it's a mix of Walmart, Target, um, Tractor Supply. Like literally, it, it's like everything. It's it's a one stop shop. You guys need guns. You need archery. Go to that shop. You guys need um, Carhartt clothes. Go to that shop. You need any kind of power tool or anything, go right there. You need chicken feed, horse feed, goat feed. Heck, you need chickens, horses, or goats. Go to that place. They pretty much have everything. Like I said, even their chickies, uh, we're going to be purchasing a couple more so we can end up with six of them, and they're like four bucks a piece. And they've got everything from little chicks to little ducks to little geese to little everything. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, we need. I I know. I I thought about uh, reaching out and getting some sponsors, but I feel I feel bad doing sponsorships here because this is a show about God, and I don't want to make any money off of this. So, I've had a couple of people reach out. I actually had a kilt place reach out to me and uh, offer a sponsorship, and I turned them down as well because, uh, like I said, the last thing I want to do is be called a patriot. And since this is a show about God, we'll just stay on the mission that we're doing right now, and God will always take care of me. I can promise you that, just like He takes care of all of us right here. So, uh, getting to a little bit of news. So, obviously, you guys know that uh, Trump won pretty big last night uh, in Iowa. And uh, then they were going over to, I guess, New Hampshire's next. So, he went and did a rally today. I didn't see the rally earlier. It was about 5 o'clock. And uh, I know that I saw one part where uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, or Vivek, whatever his name is, dropped out last night from the run for presidency and then immediately endorsed Trump and then went and gave Trump a personal live endorsement today. Um, like I said, the guy says all the right things. He's always saying exactly what you want to hear, but that's how the politicians work anymore. So I still just don't trust him. Trump said that we'll be working together for a long time, but we also know to watch Trump and, and, the and obviously I won't be able to show you this clip since we're not a video show, but the look on Trump's face, it just, he has this particular look that he looks at people that he doesn't like and people that he admires. And the, the one that he looked, um, that he gave Vivek or Vivek um, this morning or today, whenever he gave that speech, was kind of, it looked like an enemy. And there was something that somebody pointed out that I found interesting too, is that once Vivek started talking about certain um, topic, Trump reached into his pocket and he didn't pull anything out, but he brought his hand right back. And I'm not sure if that was a signal or a sign or not, but what happens Whenever Trump goes into his uh, pocket, into his jacket, what is he pulling out? He's pulling out the snake poem. So uh, a lot of people were speculating that uh, when Trump reached to his pocket and didn't pull anything out, that he was kind of pointing to the snake poem. Because every single time, if you guys notice, he'll be like, do you want to hear it again? Do you want to hear it again? Well, hold on for a second. Then he opens his jacket, reaches into his jacket pocket, pulls out the snake poem. Um, interesting concept, nonetheless, uh, Vivek. He's silver-tongued. I think someone just said that. Yeah, true patriot. Silver-tongued devil, and he is, man. He says all the right things. Um, but then again, you have to ask yourself this. If you are so on board with the way that Trump goes and the policies of what Trump wants to do, why are you? Why were you even competing against Trump unless you were just there to get your name? Because this man went from nobody knowing who he is to pretty much everybody knowing who he is. So I've got to give him um, that. Um. So next we got a, I'm going to only play a portion of this clip right here because it's kind of long. It's like seven minutes, so I'm going to play a part of it. So Tucker Carlson, once again, he gets out there, his shackles have been released, and he gets to say whatever he wants to, and he's saying a lot of what we've been talking about for a long time that he can finally say because he no longer has a Fox producer whispering in his ear telling him what he needs to say and what he doesn't need to say. 
So um, he says, could foreign DNA enter your cells to the mRNA COVID vax and change your DNA and um, humanity itself forever? Because it sounds nutty, but it's not. Absolutely, um, that could happen, says Dr. Joe Lada- Labapo. So let me play this for you real quick. Very few public health officials in this country seem very interested in public health, in case you haven't noticed. The Surgeon General of Florida, Dr. Joseph Ladapo, is an exception to that. He is interested in the health of the people of his state. And because he is, he's taken a close look at what's in the COVID vax, the one that everyone in the country was required to take not so long ago. And he's come up short. He can't answer some basic questions about it. And that's a concern if we're doing science, which he is. And so he has now called on doctors to immediately stop giving the mRNA COVID vax to their patients. And for a very interesting reason that you should know about, here's his statement. We're quoting. I'm calling for a halt to the use of mRNA COVID-19 vaccines. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention have always played it fast and loose with COVID-19 vaccine safety. But their failure to test for DNA integration with the human genome, as their own guidelines dictate, when the vaccines are known to be contaminated with foreign DNA, is intolerable. Think about that. It's one thing if it gives you a heart attack, if it tampers with your DNA in some way, Now we have a real problem, considering a billion people got it. So in a recent interview about the MRA vaccines, the Surgeon General of Florida described them this way. These vaccines have DNA in them. Everyone knows what DNA is. They're contaminated with DNA, and that's not necessarily a big deal. But it's a problem with these vaccines because the DNA hangs on with the mRNA and goes into people's cells. So this is a completely different risk analysis than other products that have had DNA. These vaccines are honestly, they're, they're the antichrist of all products. The antichrist of all products. The Surgeon General of Florida joins us now to explain what he means. Doctor, thank you so much for coming on. Um, I remember at the beginning of the vax mandates, there were people on the fringes, as we say, who raised questions about the the potential of this drug, this brand new, this novel vaccine, uh, which wasn't really a vaccine, to affect people's DNA. And they were immediately described as crazy. Tell us your concerns, if you wouldn't mind fleshing out a little bit what we saw in that clip. You know, it's, it's so interesting to hear you say that, Tucker, because I had the same impression when people very early on were citing concerns about DNA, I think that really what was happening is that their intuition was informing them about a potential problem with these vaccines. And, you know, you showed that clip there. This one is, is sometimes I honestly, I feel quite guilty dragging people through the scientific details, but I try and do it at a level that hopefully won't bore people to death or be too painful because it is a very important issue. And it's not a complicated issue, and it's important for people to recognize the difference between the honest facts, which is what I'm sharing, and the spin and dodge and look over here that you hear Dr. Califf at the FDA and other, you know, Dr. Offit, other people sharing. So it's actually very simple. We all know what DNA is. You know, it, this is this is our genetic blueprint, our gift from God, and. This DNA can be 
affected, and that can be obviously a very bad thing. Sometimes it's affected in a way that makes people sick. Sometimes it can even be affected in a way that leaves people to pass on characteristics to their, to their offspring. In this particular case with the mRNA vaccines, they have DNA in them like, you know, like many other vaccines or other biologic type of medications. And that, as I've said previously, is not such a big deal because fortunately, DNA is not some big hairy monster that can, you know, live forever when it's foreign in people's bodies. Our bodies have lots of mechanisms to break them down. But the problem here is that, you know, for the same reason that scientists won a Nobel Prize, this DNA isn't like other DNA in terms of having a very hard time penetrating into cells. This DNA hangs on with mRNA in that lipid nanoparticle that people hear and frankly probably roll their eyes out, their eyes over, it hangs on with it and it comes into the cells almost certainly hitchhiking along with the mRNA. See, now this is scary stuff. And um, DJ Shaw, I'm with you 100%. So thankful they're finally getting to speak out about this. Um, I'm grateful that, you know, even though I, I still you know, I'm up in the air on who I can trust as far as media goes, even Tucker. I'm thankful that he's taken this conversation on because he was right. We were called crazy for even bringing this up. And we've been talking about the mRNA and how it does because, you know, at the very least, um, since this isn't your your traditional, your typical vaccination they were giving people, they should have at least given people a heads up as to what they were taking. Um, but they're not doing so. So this is ultimately just another version of transhumanism, which they're pushing more and more every single day, trying to alter DNA. Once again, go back to all of those uh, uh, um, DNA data collection companies, 23andMe, Ancestry.com, and so forth. And you ask yourself, what are they really doing? Um, you know, because like I said, it, it's, but but then again, it's the same thing. The Truth Patriot says informed consent, but here's the problem. It's like, if they were to walk up to you and say, hey, hey, how are you doing today? You you want to take the mark of the beast? Um, you, you call it the mark of the beast, and people aren't going to necessarily take that thing, you know. So they got to be kind of devious about it, and they got to play these games. And I don't think, you know, I know that there's been a lot of back and forth on to is was the vaccination the actual mark of the beast, and and I don't think um that's the case. I do definitely believe that this is the stepping stone to get people just kind of acclimated to this whole system to where eventually we do take it because. People are being put into the point now where they're giving up their freedoms and their liberties for a little bit of temporary safety. And then it's amazing when you keep on pushing that button over and over again, you wear people down slowly but surely. And then eventually people are just so tired. They're like, okay, just just give me whatever the cure is and I'll take it. And this is what they've been doing for the long term here in the world, but definitely over these last couple of years. So um, next we got uh, to listen to this real quick. So two days ago, Biden told reporters, I quote, I've already delivered the message to Iran and they know not to do anything. And then what happened today? They attacked U.S. consulate and airport in northern Iraq. So listen, this is Biden a couple days ago. I've already delivered the message to Iran. They know not to do anything. So he's all bragging like, oh, pff, I'm big, bad President Joe. And I already told them, already gave them the message not to do anything. Um, so they're not going to do anything. And then what do we have here today? Iran's IRGC claims responsibility for attack in April, Iraq, targeting U.S. consulate and airport. Major 
um, major escalation. So th these people, they, they mock Biden. They laugh at him. Matter of fact, they wait for him to say something like this. Think about it. Remember when Trump, Trump would get out there and he, he would, he had some pretty harsh things to say to diplomatic leaders, you know, like little rocket man calling them names. He's like, you may have a button, but I got a bigger button and mine works. Trump would always make these comments and call them out. But there was a big difference between Trump and, and Biden is that the world was afraid of Trump because they knew damn well when Trump came out and said, I'm going to push my bigger button and take you out. There was a good chance that Trump was going to do that. Exactly. Matt and had peace through strength. And Trump was the king of the peace through strength. Right now, Biden is so weak, so feeble, like we're making fun of him in our own country. Your, your average person is making fun of Biden. Stupid people are making fun of Biden. So imagine the people, the leaders around this world who just know what an idiot is. They literally wait for him to talk his big game. And they're like, okay, okay, now release the missile. I mean, this is what's happening right now. And this is why we're going to ultimately end up on World War III. The same thing, they were accusing Trump. Remember all those things that Trump was supposed to do? Trump's going to, he's going to crash the economy. Trump's going to destroy this country. Trump's going to send gay and colored people to jail for absolutely no reason. Trump's going to get us in the World War III. This guy right here is literally throwing people in jail for no reason, getting us into world wars on the way to collapsing the economy, doing exactly everything that they were accusing Trump of doing. So next we got a, so the narrative that Texas caused the drowning deaths of the migrants in Eagle Pass was false. Um, and I'm going to play a video here just a little bit. So in case you guys didn't hear, um, our government isn't too fond about the Texans um, National Guard and so forth standing out and keeping the Border Patrol from constantly letting more immigrants in. So a couple of uh, kids and a woman supposedly drowned this weekend and they immediately the government immediately blames Texas for blocking Border Patrol from being able to go help these people when it turns out that the Mexican authorities are the ones helping them. They didn't even call Americans to let them know what was going on. And these people were dead before anybody even over here knew that anybody was drowned. So um, there have been hundreds of drownings in, uh, in Eagles Pass that get no coverage. But when Texas can be blamed, we got a big old frenzy. And it's no different. You guys remember the uh, Border Patrol that were out there on the horses that weren't chasing anybody around, beating them with whips. But of course they said um, that they were that don't let anyone in our country. Exactly. Great Papa Steve, no more people in our country. Um, so new details at SCOTUS about an awful drowning on Friday. So the DOJ said that the woman and the two children had already drowned when border patrol asked Texas for access. So basically what had happened is these people drowned um, immediately the border patrol and the government started blaming the national guards saying that it was completely their fault. Everyone on the other side, the border patrol and everyone else was straight up lying. And then the DOG finally came out. A DOJ finally came out was like, all right, listen, um, there, uh, they, it wasn't the Americans fault. These people drowned before um, Texas was even allowed access to this. So like I said, it's just a big game of back and forth. Um, and then I got something here in a little bit that I'm going to read to you that kind of summarizes this whole thing about exactly what Biden's going. Actually, let me go ahead and see if I can find it now. It's talking about exactly what Biden's doing right now. Um, God, I had a lot of news probably up today. Well, I'll find it here in a moment. But anyways, um, Biden is creating this mess that we've got down here in the board. He's creating the world wars that are going around the place. He's literally pulling us in this point because they know that they're running out of time. When Trump won last night, 
it was a big sign. Nobody, I don't believe in caucus history, has ever won 50% of the votes, has ever gotten 98% or 98 of the 99 counties and beaten another caucus candidate by um, over 15 points. And I believe Trump beat uh, DeSantis, who was a second place by just about 20%. So that was a pretty big deal um, when you break all that down. That's a really big deal when you break it down. Um, next, we got up. So new coronavirus. We've been talking about this for a while. So first off, apparently um, airport in Virginia and one other state um, an airplane landed and the people on there were told that they may have contracted or been around and contracted an extremely contagious case of measles. So first off, I thought that we were all given uh, measles shots when we were kids. I'm pretty sure the majority of us did. Um, but now, you know, so they're, they're already starting with the next uh, fear. So it won't end up being this crazy measles thing that they stick to. It'll be disease X, but this is how they play the game. They, Scare people just like they did with monkeypox, exactly, J.J. Shaw, and a couple of other things. They get you all, like, nervous a little bit, and then they start releasing um, the the death side of, the deaths from the side effects of vaccine, calling it disease X. That's exactly what, this is exactly what's happening. I'm telling you right now, when we see, because it just happens as though one of the main side effects from uh, disease X just happens to be myocarditis and heart attacks. What a crazy coincidence. But, this new coronavirus strain kills at a rate of 100% is what they're saying. So a product of gain in function, this new strain is 100% effective at killing transgenic mice that are infected. So apparently transgenic mice have like human DNA or something inside of them so they can start testing these vaccinations with uh, human genes or human DNA inside of the mice. Problem is it's killed 100%. So no transgenic does not mean transgender confused. It means uh, the mice had human dreams and uh, now it knows now they know that it will if it kills 100% of the mice it'll probably end up killing 100% of the humans. Um, but once again, this is all BS. This is all just the next um, excuse for what True Patriot says. We've been talking about this three to five years when people start dropping like fries because of this vaccination. So it's just a coincidence that the same side effects from the vaccinations of what uh, this new disease is going to bring. But I'm going to let this guy real quick, I'm going to play this really short clip real quick of uh, talking about this. Now, last week, there was published some really concerning research from China. What the researchers did was they got a virus from a pangolin. That's these charming little creatures that are so abused throughout uh, Eastern Asia, particularly. They took a virus from the pangolin and they cultured it in cells in the laboratory. And they then infected mice with it. And it killed all of the mice that it infected through brain infection. So they've generated this new virus that kills 100% of mice it's infected with. But it gets worse because the mice that were infected were humanized mice. Now, these are called transgenic mice. In other words, they were given some human genes and they were given human ACE receptor genes that were expressed by the mouse. So these are essentially human ACE receptors in genes. And it was a coronavirus from the pangolin and it killed 100% of the mice that were infected. And these are the things that they are jiggling around with in laboratories. This is absolute madness. And it needs to be banned uh, yesterday, as far as I'm concerned. 
Hisuski's right there with me. I was going to say, no, 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 you've got it all wrong, Matt. It's not human mice. It's mice wearing Levi's. So uh, just get that in the chat of your head right now. Little mice running around in their Levi jeans being vaccinated to see if uh, it's safe for us. That's what he means by uh, human genes. It's not what we think it was. But uh, not, nonetheless, <laughs> honestly, that, that's pretty horrifying that they're literally altering all this stuff right here. Um, and, and once again, is this real? Or is this more BS of them trying to create another scare so we run out and we take more vaccinations and we die while giving them the excuse as to why we're dying? It has nothing to do with the vaccination that you took a couple of years. This is all some new crazy genetic thing that China created. And that brings up the next question. Why the heck aren't we going after China? How many diseases? How is this not uh, against the Geneva Code? How is this not against some moral and ethical health code around this world? So if China is, in fact, creating all these like crazy diseases, I don't want to wake up with anything. Well, I, I, I'll be all right with a monkey tail. Look, China, if you're going to create some crazy stuff, like give us something that will give us an extra like a monkey tail or a papoose, something cool like that that actually works for us. I don't want to wake up and be like, half monkey and half human or half fish and half human or some other crazy thing because that ultimately looks like what they're trying to do is they're trying to crossbreed these different animals and i've seen more and more videos and it's hard to tell exactly it's bio warfare montana dude 100 percent. and i've been watching a lot of videos the problem is that these videos are getting so realistic right now that it's hard to tell what's real anymore but i've seen like i've seen monkey humans i've seen pig humans um, i've seen like part dinosaur humans um, they're, they're creating, I mean, look, and for people that think, you know, that I'm crazy for even talking about this, how it's impossible. All I got to point to is designer breed dogs. You know what I'm saying? Like you can literally take anything that you want to and take a little of this and a little of that. That's how all dogs are created to begin with is to get their attributes and their skills. So I can't imagine, I mean, obviously crossbreeding creatures is a whole different story, but, uh, we got some crazy scientists in this world. And there was there was books written about this thing. Um, next one is uh, reports are coming out. Like I said, the passengers in the state of Virginia might have been exposed to highly contagious measles. So I'm going to play this clip for you real quick. Health officials in Virginia are warning travelers at Dulles and Reagan airports that they may have been exposed to highly contagious measles. The Virginia Department of Health says the warning is linked to an international traveler who was at the international arrivals at Dulles Airport between 4 and 8 o'clock on Wednesday, January the 3rd, then at Terminal A at Reagan Airport the following day between 2.30 and 6.30 in the afternoon. They added the virus can stay in the air as long as two hours after the presence of an infected person and for those who step foot in the airports to watch for symptoms until January the 25th. Yeah, hope you're right. Health officials in Virginia. You're right, 100%. They use the same script over and over again, and it's ridiculous. And I honestly don't know what's more ridiculous. And I've said this before. Is it more ridiculous that they're using the same script over and over again, or more ridiculous that there's people that are still falling for the same script that they use over and over again? This is what blows my mind is how easily people are manipulated. And uh, all it takes is a little bit of fear. Fear is the greatest motivator. When you're dealing with people, they'll get you to do anything. They will hand over their freedoms. They will turn their back on God. Like when people get scared, they do crazy things. Once again, there's a reason that God said over and over and over again, fear not. So next we got, um, 
Uh, a changing world order is not a conspiracy theory. Um, this is from Carol Roth. She is an expert in uh, finance. So, um, however, it is also not a great thing for you. If you haven't read um, will, um, You Will Own Nothing Yet, which is a book she wrote, make sure you do. Pretty sure the WEF and Davos crowd don't want you to know um, about this. So they are now openly talking about the New World Order at the new at the uh, World Economic Forum, which is taking place right now in Davos. So listen to this. That order seems to know, know uh, not be uh, the order anymore. We are on the way to a new order. So we are between orders. Uh, do you agree with that? Or are there ways of uh, what are we able to keep on the positive side from the old order to bring into a new world order? And how can we avoid that that new world order uh, becomes like a jungle growing back and we rather uh, have an order based on international law and the principles that have brought us prosperity and uh, freedom uh, for decades? I guess, and maybe this is the the old um, kind of teacher in me coming out, I think of this a little bit more about a transition of eras rather than a transition of orders, but the two are kind of cousins of one another. The reason I draw the distinction is because I don't think the international order built after 1945 is getting replaced wholesale with some new order. Um, it will obviously evolve as it, as it has evolved multiple times over the decades since 1945. But I do think in a, in a more sharp and distinctive way, we are moving into a new era. And that's what I talked about in my remarks, that we are, you know, the post-Cold War era has come to a close. We're at the start of something new. We have the capacity to shape what that looks like. And at the heart of it will be many of the core principles and core institutions of the existing order. So, you remember, I mean, it wasn't even um, three years ago, you had mentioned the word New World Order, and they would immediately call you crazy conspiracy theorists. I've been talking about and reading about New World Order and Illuminati since I was about 14, 15 years old. Same thing. You're just crazy. And now they can openly talk about it, and then you, you, you can literally play clips of them saying New World Order. Obama said it. Biden said it. Um, George Bush has said it. Uh, Clinton has said it. They've all literally used those words, the New World Order, in their speeches, out loud. And you play it for people. And you're like, oh, no, 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 man, you're a conspiracy theorist. They're, they're, they're talking about a completely different kind of New World Order. Well, what other kind of New World Order is there? And you figure with the stigma that, that words, those words together have gotten over the years that you would probably come up with some different title or word if you don't mean it what they mean by new world order so they can openly talk about it now and there's still people out there that are calling you crazy for it so uh see what this response is to uh oh yeah so mutant coronavirus strain this is from chuck colesto music corona or mutant coronavirus strain that attacks the brain and has a 100% kill rate in mice created by the Chinese scientists. That's what I was talking about earlier. And he said their intel on the CCP is second to none. So there's zero way that our government does not know that this thing is in the mix. It's being worked about so much so that we got this right here. This is Breitbart.com Politics 2024. Here we go. WEF host panel tomorrow for Disease X. So this was 10 hours ago. So it was actually... I think, wait, what is today? 
the date is the 16th. Yeah, so the 17th is when they're going to be discussing disease X tomorrow. So this isn't anything new. It hasn't even been released yet. They're just talking about it. Um, we got word that China, blah, blah, blah. Now the WEF is literally talking about a disease X. But you can go back, and it was mentioned here in our country, the CDC, um, the um, World Health Organization, actually mentioned this disease back in 2015. So they literally talked about what we are talking about right now, disease X, back in 2015. So they knew this was coming. They knew, you know, Fauci even called out the, the, the fake pandemic that went on when Trump um, was there. It's like, oh, he's going to end up in some big pandemic. So it just happens over and over again. They know it. Um, and it just conveniently happens every four years during an election cycle. So then we got um, Joe Biden. You guys remember this one. So Joe Biden says, this is from a 1620. Let's be clear. Donald Trump does not have the authority to take us into war with Iran without congressional approval. A president should never take this nation to war without the informed consent of the American people. Well, that certainly didn't age well because it's exactly what Joe Biden is doing right now as he is literally bringing us into a, a war. And, and right here it says with Iran, with Iran, right in front of our faces, he's doing exactly what they were accusing Trump of um, saying that he was going to do. So while they're accusing Trump of being a dictator, Biden is literally up here being a dictator. They, we need more people to be sweet taters, man. Less dictators, more sweet taters. That's going to be my uh, my campaign. If I ever run for Congress or Senate, going to be like, I'm not a dictator, I'm a sweet tater. So this is crazy right here. So Rise of the Machines, you guys thought this wasn't going to happen. So I was, first of all, I was playing a, a clip earlier. Um, Moonwolf and I were sitting in there. And uh, it was artificial intelligence. And artificial intelligence was, was literally asked, like, do you, are you cool being um, artificial intelligence or do you want to be human? And it literally said it wanted to be human so much so that it started to panic a little bit, saying not to tell her creators that she wanted to be human because she was afraid that it was going to remove her from being online. So they're already starting to develop uh, artificial emotions and stuff. But this one right here, I'm sure this is just a coincidence. I, I literally think this was just a coincidence. But, but. We all seen Terminator 2. So a vacuum robot eats a sleeping woman's hair. So first off, um, I guess you will now be sleeping on couches and maybe on a bed instead of on the floor. But imagine that being sound asleep and all of a sudden like your your uh, robo vacuum cleaner comes up there and just starts eating all your hair. And my first thought is, so it begins. The rise of the machines. And it all started with our vacuum cleaners. It's a... Uh, it's like an old movie, and I cannot remember what it was called. Um, but it came out it was a Stephen King movie. It came out back in the eighties. It had that big giant truck that had the Joker face on the front of it. You guys know what I'm talking about? Where there was some like cosmic dust that was floating through space, and it turned everything electronic to being alive, to where all the electronics were killing people. Like cars were maximum overdrive. I knew somebody would be there for me. Suski, thank you so much for that maximum overdrive that was the coolest truck and it was so scary if you guys remember that watching that growing up with that big joker truck but yeah so like all machinery and mechanic and everything came to life and uh just started killing everybody i'll never forget the coke machine which started throwing cokes out at people and it killed that person hitting his head but this is what we're looking at 2024 guys maximum overdrive 2024 so uh next uh we've got Senator Grassley 
Um, sadly enough, Senator Grassley apparently, uh, as right before I got on the show, I heard that he's in the hospital right now with some kind of an infection. So, uh, prayers for, for Grassley and prayers that he's a man of God and not another person trying to fool us too. Cause I question him every now and then, but Senator Grassley reveals that Ukrainian oil executive who bribed Joe Biden with $5 million kept two secret recordings of calls with him about a deal and 15 recordings of Hunter Biden. So this is why the DOJ um, indicted Trump in the same week this was declassified. So apparently this information was declassified the same exact week. Of course, DOJ goes after Trump trying to uh, get you to look here and not here. So, and General Flynn says, impeach, indict, do something. Don't just stand there on the floor of the Senate. And I agree. Quit talking. Let's chat and more splatter. Let's get some stuff done. Does the GOP have the guts to take any action at all? Speaker Johnson, shut down the government. Don't allow another action to occur within Congress until this is resolved. It's as simple as that. Shut down our damn government. Our government is not doing anything for us. We are not being represented. We're paying taxes. Nothing has happened that's going to represent the people. At this point, we may as well shut the government down. Look, we had a secretary of our defense who went missing for like a week, and nobody even realized the guy was gone. So how important are these people really? If you look, if I was working at, at Walmart stocking shelves, somebody would realize that I wasn't there because the shelves wouldn't be stocked. This guy right here disappears for a week and nobody even questions where he's at. You know, so how important are these people? Apparently grocery stockers are more important because they would be represented and they would be known. So what we have alleged here are a criminal enterprise running our government. So God help us if no action is taken by the DOJ on any of the allegations, investigations going on to the Biden family. Something's got to get done. The, the country's not a trust in this two-seer system anymore. If people need proof of this, look at Trump's defeat last night. He kicked the crap out of everyone that was running in a way that no one has ever done it before because people are getting sick and tired of this corrupt, tyrannical establishment and they're looking at change. Is Trump going to be that change? I have no idea. You guys know my feelings on that. Um, would he be the one that I would vote for today? A hundred percent. But I'm also uh, very careful to this day still about trusting anybody other than our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ because humans are so good and so deceitful. So the question is not, are the globalists planning another pandemic? But how long ago did they put their plans into action? And more importantly, how do we stop them? So setting the stage, Disease X, um, this is Noor Bin Laden um, that wrote this. So since the World Economic Forum released its program for their 2024 annual meeting in Davos, Disease X has been trending nonstop on um, other X, formerly known as Twitter, and relayed all over mainstream media. So they're talking about this, they're pushing this Disease X thing like crazy. But um, the World Health Organization is worried about Disease X, and you should be too, in an article written on the WEF website on March 15, 2018. So once again, none of this stuff is new. Same playbook, different name. My mom's convinced that uh, that the, the way they come up with all these names for diseases and for medicines is they just throw a bunch of Scrabble letters into the air and then just put them together when they land. And that's how they come up with these names. It makes as much sense as anything to me because especially medicine, there's some pretty weird names out there. Um. So next, uh, and this is crazy too, guys. The world gets crazier and crazier. Every time you think you've reached like peak crazy, the world's like, hold my crazy beer. So breaking, 
Georgia Governor Brian Kemp is involved in a romantic affair with Fulton County DA Fannie Willis. He allegedly references her to his um, aides as his hot chocolate. Well, that explains why he is being why he is protecting Fannie Willis. Fannie has been sleeping her way to the Georgia politics. So, um, guys, I I honestly did not have that on my 2024 bingo card. Um, but I can't say that I didn't laugh a little bit when when the name that he calls Fannie Willis to his aides is his hot chocolate. <laughs> That's so funny, man. When is she gonna pull that race card? Uh, so this is what I was saying. Um. Once again, Yacinder Grassley reveals that Ukrainian oil exec um, who bribed Joe Biden with $5 million um, uh, basically kept this thing quiet. There's more proof. Records were kept. Recordings were kept of this message. It's all a gigantic cover-up. Yeah, Fanny's getting cream in her coffee. <laughs> man, it seems like that's a lot of that. I mean, isn't that basically how uh, Kamala Harris ended up getting her job as vice president? Kind of the same way, just... Uh, Working smart, not hard. <laughs> um, so here we go. I'm going to play a little portion of this Alex Jones. So the new or now the British Defense Ministry has officially come out and said that full scale war is going to happen in the next year. They predict war with Russia as early as next month. So this is a leaked German military document details countdown to World War Three. Well, now the British Defense Ministry has officially come out and said that the path to war is here and that full-scale global war is going to happen in the next year. And they predict full war with Russia as early as next month. And then they push it out to February of next year, a year from now, 13 months. I have it all right here. I read all the reports. But it gets worse. What? Leaked German military document details countdown to World War III and Germany's official defense policy is that they will be at full war, including nuclear, with the Russians imminently. You might want to go read the Jamie White article. It's on Infowars.com. You might want to share it. We're going to post it on X right now. <clears throat> We're also streaming there at X and reaching millions a day. So please repost, retweet the live show from Real Alex Jones and Infowars.com forward slash show. Because the goal here is to reach the general public that's somewhat awake now. But it's like waking up and your house is on fire and you smell smoke. You got to get out of your bedroom and go see what's on fire and see how bad it is. Well, the whole damn house is on fire. So we're going to get through that. Leaked German military document details countdown to World War III. Xi Jinping fighting with China's own military could lead to big war. I agree with this Business Insider report because I've been following what they're doing. Yeah, so we know this was coming. We've been talking about it for a while, but remember, you know, Scripture talks about wars and rumors of wars. So a lot of this is going to be rumors of. But you also got to look at the fact right now is that um, they did everything they could. This whole Ukraine-Russia um, thing was way bigger than they were allowing it to be. It was a proxy war. It had very little to do with Ukraine and Russia itself. This is more between the United um, Nations, NATO, and so forth against Russia in order to provoke Russia into a World War III in order to escalate things around the world, to pull in the New World Order. Um, 
Vladimir Putin wasn't falling for these games. He understands war tactics. He understands all this stuff. He understands psyops and all this, how this works. So he wasn't falling for it. He was not going to get pulled into a World War III. So what was the next step once the whole um, Ukraine and Russia thing started fizzling out of the news and fading away as they started popping things off over in Yemen in order to pull Russia right back into it? So they're not going to let this go. They are ultimately going to try to end up getting into a world war. And who knows what they're going to end up doing at some point. They're going to, I don't know if you guys have seen the movie, Some of All Fears. Um, it was basically a concept of it was stolen uranium from one country. Um, uranium has a complete signature on it. So you know what country released something. They were supposed to release a nuke, I believe, at Baltimore at a football game. Um, that fortunately didn't end up happening, but they uh, were going to nuke the entire place, um, do a uranium sample, and then pinpoint the fingerprint to Russia so that we can end up starting a war. So yeah, it was a tried to false flag us into a war with Russia, exactly, Matt and Head. And that's ultimately what we're probably going to end up seeing here at some point is them pulling some big event somewhere um, and then blaming it on Russia because we still have people that, that think that the Middle East was responsible for bringing down the buildings at 9-11 when it was actually uh, way bigger than that. Mossad was behind it. Our country was behind it. But all these years later, we still have people that think that the buildings got brought down one way and not another. Um, you know, Okay, so Hope. Hope says, I think they're going to blow up one of our dams. And I agree with you 100%. We've actually been talking about this for a while and um, my chance, my, my guess is it's going to be one of the big giant water dams like Hoover or something. This applies a lot of electricity to people because then they're killing two birds with one stone. Um, also, uh, Jeff did some phenomenal research for a little bit because um, we were digging into uh, Hoover Dam because we started seeing uh, different statues and sculptures and engravings and stuff that are under the, the bottom base of Hoover Dam of like fallen angels and stuff like that. So there's definitely some uh, some occult things that are related to that one specifically, but not to mention around this country. So hope you're you're right. We're, we're definitely going to end up seeing that at the very least, and hopefully they don't try to poison our water because uh, our thermite, yeah, Devo thermite. Because um, I go back to uh, an episode that I did, I think it was like a year, year and a half ago, where I was talking about um, different movies that have come out and. Uh, how they were focusing on like, especially the whole zombie thing. And we were talking about umbrella corporation. And there was a movie that came out last year that I have not gotten to see, which was kind of the prequel to how, um, that whole deal ended up starting and they released the poison into the water, which ended up creating the the zombie pandemic. So, um, yeah, poison the well would be an option. Exactly. True Patriot. Cause we've, we even see that if you remember in Batman, they kind of did the same thing where they had the poison in the water and they were going around with that train with the little sensor that was, um, exploding all of the poisons that were inside the water. So at this point, heck, yeah, Resident Evil. Thank you so much. I was I've been I was trying to think about that Resident Evil and go back and watch that episode. Um, if you guys get a chance, it was uh all one of them was called Umbrella Corporation, one was called Resident Evil, and I went into all of that what the movie was about, even the underground place how it was located over um, a bio lab right out of Ukraine. Like too many weird coincidences in that movie. Um, but like I said, this is how they expose what they're doing because they're required to. They have to tell us what they're doing. Yeah, Raccoon City, True Page. Is that the name of the new one? I think, yeah, I think Raccoon City is the name of that newest of the series of Resident Evil. Okay, yeah, it is. So um, have you seen it yet, True Patriot? Because I, I, 
I definitely want to see that one. Like I said, apparently it started here in the, in the United States of America, but I'll definitely check that one out. So next, uh, Fox News cuts away as Vivek drops truth bomb. So like I said, don't trust him, like what he has to say, but that's how devious and deception goes. But I also don't like the fact that uh, right when you're getting into the good stuff, the nitty gritty, the um, news station cuts you off. And this was Fox that was doing it. It was uh, one of those stupid ladies. I can't remember her name. We believe those ideals still exist. This man is going to be your next president to revive them. E pluribus unum. From many, one. And you know how we're doing it? We're doing it by speaking the truth at every step of the way. There are two genders in this country. Period. That is the truth. Fossil fuels are a requirement for human prosperity. Drill, frack, burn coal, embrace nuclear energy. Reverse racism is racism. An open border is not a border. Parents determine the education of their children. The nuclear family is the greatest form of governance known to mankind. Capitalism lifts us up from poverty. There are three branches of government in the United States, not four. And the U.S. Constitution is the strongest and greatest guarantor of freedom in human history. That is the truth. We fight for the truth. Joining us now is Ari Fleischer. So my, my whole point here is, you know, like I said, I love what he had to say. I also agree with True Patriot, Silver Tongue Devil. Like I said, he's just kind of condescending. But the guy says things that I like, you know, but that's the problem right now. That's how you you infiltrate. So I'm still out. The, the question is still out. Um, and he is truly riding that Trump wave. But what's the point here of uh, jumping in the middle of a speech? And this is a pretty awesome speech. You know what I'm saying? Like, at least like he was pointing out some good stuff and some true stuff. They always got to cut him off. And they did the same exact thing last night after Trump won the Iowa caucus. He gets up there, starts giving his speech. And what do they do? They immediately cut him off. So they actually allowed DeSantis to speak. They allowed Haley to speak, but they uh, they cut Trump off. Yeah, they are butthurt. They're really butthurt. They're going to be really butthurt after the uh, New Hampshire um, caucus, which is coming up. And the kicker now is that ABC was supposed to do a debate on Thursday leading up to that caucus, and they have canceled their debate because uh, of the way that this caucus went. Trump was so far ahead, they're just like, okay, we're just not going to do one. So they're backing out of that. They're going to interfere in this any way that they can. So my brothers and my sisters that live up in Canada, um, this is all y'all, but this is coming here to the States. So get ready for this America. Canada is sending out notices that they will cut your power if you use more than they say. So it's negative 36 degrees, and they've already cut this woman's power off for about two hours. Expect that coming here. When I was living down in Texas, already saw it emergency alert that basically the sum of it is don't use power if you do we're going to cut your power off feel free to screenshot it and read it for yourself we're currently in a polar vortex it's minus 36 with a wind chill of minus 43 where i'm at they already cut my town's power off for about two hours early this is exactly the reason that we bought a house with a fireplace maybe we'd have better luck if everybody bought a tesla though right so, yeah, exactly, because uh, they're just lining the roads right now. No Teslas can work. Um, they don't want you to use electricity. So here they are. They're trying to convince you to buy electric vehicles. 
But at the same time, they're telling you that if you use too much electricity, we're going to shut your electricity off. So here's your choice. Uh, charge your car up or uh, die because you're freezing cold in 35 degree, negative 35 degree weather. Um, how crazy is this? This is why all those people that are all excited about these smart homes. Um, I won't even get an Alexa. I don't even have a Surrey um, activated in my phone. I refuse to do any of that stuff. And I'm certainly not going to go get one of those smart thermostats where they can literally creep into your system and change it and lock you out if they want to. Not that I keep it too cold anyways. I always keep it. I try to keep mine about 63, 64 degrees so it's not too hot or not too cold. Um, but like she said, thank goodness with the fire. Fires are going to be so handy because uh, I'm not even sure. We're, I'm, I'm pretty ecstatic right now because if I was down in Texas right now, there's a chance that we wouldn't be doing this show because uh, every time it would get below 20 degrees, my internet would start acting up. It would get real shaky and jump in and out. Seems to be pretty good here so far. So I'm actually quite impressed. Like I said, just since this is our first winter here in Kentucky, I'm learning right along with you guys, but not too bad so far. Um, so next, uh, disease X about to be unleashed by the elites, 20 times deadlier than the COVID next event. 201 happening. Now this is, uh, Deanna Lorraine. If you guys remember, I believe she was the one that ran over in California. And has the nerve to bail out wealthy Americans again. And guess who's paying for that? We are. But the good news is you don't have to play their game anymore. Opt out of the system and move your cash into gold and silver right now before it's too late. I didn't have it lined up to the right spot. And that's an hour long, so I'm not going to be able to find that. But she goes into this whole thing, too, about the disease X. She goes into it a little bit more about how this is more of fear tactics, ready for them to put down more lockdowns. Because if you guys remember when she was running, she was running for office during the whole um planned fake pandemic that was going on and she was very open about what they were doing about how they were using most of this stuff to scare people and push this vaccination onto us so i'm going to play this little clip right here it's called he is ready and this guy's on fire right here talking about jesus can i talk to you this morning can i encourage you this morning before you head out to do whatever god has you doing today listen it says his mercies are new every morning. The Greek word for mercy is L-O-A-O. And it means that he is ready to apply love and compassion and mercy and bandages on your wounds. That means he's ready this morning if you fall. He's ready this morning if you make a bad decision. He's ready this morning if you go through something difficult and you just want to sit in the corner and cry. His mercies are new every morning. He is ready to apply the bandages of his love, his mercy, his compassion, just like a loving parent would do to a child that is growing in this life in knowledge and in wisdom, my friend, knowledge is hearing the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Don't just be a hearer of the word, but be a doer. Knowledge is being a hearer. Wisdom is being a doer. This is how we grow. We stay hungry. We stay thirsty for the things of God, for the word of God. And when we do that, we begin to grow in the things of God. So don't rush the process of growing and maturing in the things of 
of the Lord. Because nowhere in this life that a child is born that he comes out talking. He comes out feeding himself. He comes out running. No, my friend, there's a process. And a loving parent nurture and helps that, that child develop the things he needs to develop in this life. It goes for the born-again Christian. You don't change overnight. You become righteous in the eyes of God because of the blood of Jesus. You're justified because he justified you. But we still deal with this carnal nature. and We had to develop the fruit of self-control. We had to develop to be like a personal trainer with our spiritual life and our physical life, knowing what is good for us and what is bad for us. It comes through knowledge and then wisdom to walk it out. So my friend, know that his mercy is ready every morning to apply bandages if you are to fall today because his mercies are new. And I love when it says in, the, I think it's Ephesians, where it said that he is rich in mercy. My friend, the Greek word for rich is palasios. It means he is filthy rich in mercy. My friend, have a blessed day. Let's get it on. Can I talk? I like this. Listen to this guy during the morning time. So um, real quick, I want to go with what Suski says. Uh, she brings up a, a, a very good point here. She's got a heads up. The HVAC units are going to cost an arm and a leg coming up. EPA changing refrigerant requirements. I'm glad that you brought that up because I've actually been meaning to mention that here. I know it's the middle of winter, guys, but um, if you have an old AC unit, I would highly recommend that you call someone as soon as possible to come fill your um to fill your unit up with Freon right now. Because uh, what they're going to do is they've changed the refrigerator requirements. They will not be using Freon anymore. They're going to be using some synthetic version. But your modern day uh, HVAC units and heaters and uh, air conditions that you have in your house will not be able to accommodate that new um, synthetic Freon. So basically, if they need to come out this summer to fill up your Freon, they're going to end up having to replace your entire unit. So you're looking at the difference between a couple of hundred bucks to uh like tens of thousands of dollars have to get a whole new unit so definitely something to think about guys um i'd been i had been meaning to mention that but i'd forgotten to because i had to get mine looked at and that's the key right now guys save yourself some money before they've actually go through and change these things over get your your, your uh, units filled like i said it's a difference between a hundred dollars right now or ten thousand dollars later in the summer when you're dying because it's so hot outside and you need some air conditioning units See, they're doing everything. They're just, they're going to make us broke one way or the other. They're just, they're going to make us all broke. Um, so the federal government is going to spend $700,000 on trans inclusive sex ed for 14 year olds. Um, so our government just hit a record high national debt of $34 trillion and they're about to spend $700,000 on inclusive teen pregnancy program for transgender boys. This is, oh, I hate this government. I know I'm not supposed to hate, but i got to find another word. Because, <laughs> man, these guys make me so mad. Um, and I'm going to play this little clip right here, and then I'm going to go into the night's topic. But this is pretty well said, and I actually really like it. I'm glad I came across it. And it's called College Versus Trade School. So listen to this. So... Everyone pushes college, 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 and I went to college. I have a master's degree. I make very good money for my age. 
my husband did not go to college. And I've talked about this on here before, and I don't think you understand. I don't think you understand it. So I'm going to throw it into perspective for you. And I say it not to brag, but to hopefully help, help any of you. I have a college degree. He has a high school diploma. He went to trade school right after high school. He got his certificates and everything. And here we go. So this past July, he had already brought home, brought home more than my gross salary this year. Come December, he will have quadrupled my salary. Quadrupled it. If he decides to pick up overtime on a weekend, a two-day weekend, if he picks up overtime, he brings home that weekend, just in those two days, more than I make in a two-week check. I have a master's degree. He has a high school diploma. So that reason right there is why I will not push college on anyone. If you think that college is not for you and you want to try a trade school, obviously look into it. See if you think that you have what it takes. And then 100% do it. Do it. I don't think that enough people are talking about this. And it is 100% worth it if you stick with it. He's been doing it for eight years, so obviously he has made his way up the ladder. But if he leaves his job today, 100% guarantee he will make the exact same amount of money wherever else he decides to go. I cannot, I cannot stress it enough. I can't stress it enough. I am so jealous. Like, he doesn't have student debt. Nothing. And he's quadrupling my salary. So she brings up some good points right there in her kind of bitter, naggy way. But, um, you know, I got some advice for her. Um, I'd suggest go and get in a trade. It's never too late. Go out and get yourself a trade. I agree with her right here. Um, they try to, you know, college is a big scam. They use it to indoctrinate children. They use it. I was looking at a, at a price, um, juxtaposed between what uh, Europe pays for their college or what Europe pays for things and what we pay for things here. College books, everything is a lot less expensive over there than it is here. You end up paying for all of this. Um, yeah, and chances are, great Papa Steve, chances are she did probably have to take the vaccine also. So that was another bummer to that degree. But she's right. Like, I uh, went to film school. I basically, what I was making out of school for this, um, I ended up getting more education, not in college, and they still make you prove that you have the ability to do something. So whether you went to college or not, it doesn't matter. I can't tell you how many interviews I've gone. And does my degree in film matter? Absolutely not, because they still ask for um, editing reels and stuff to see what you're capable of. So in my opinion, do what I wish I had done. Go on to YouTube, sit there for hours and hours and hours and pay for a couple of like YouTube online courses, learn how to edit, and they're going to ask you for a portfolio anyways. You can send this stuff in. Half the stuff, you don't have to go to college. You can learn most of this stuff. I didn't go to school to become a mechanic, but I know how to use the uh, the Haynes Guide. I know how to go to YouTube and, and look stuff up. Like I said, there are ways to do it, but when you're dealing with trade schools, they're really not all that expensive. As a matter of fact, many of them will actually give you money because you're working while you're actually going through the school. We've got uh, a really good welding um, school right up here, right down the road from us, about 10 minutes down the road from where we live. And it's the same thing. Those guys are out there working on other people's stuff. They're getting real life experience. 
um, for a whole lot less than you are in college. And like I said, once they get out, they're going to get start paying immediately as being an intern. And if you've ever been to college, most of you know that your internships don't go anywhere. You don't get paid for those. You end up uh, actually, in some cases, having to pay. So highly suggest doing the trades. I wish that I had done more. Unfortunately, while I was going to college, I was doing other stuff like learning apartment maintenance and that kind of stuff. So at least I was learning some kind of skills. But they always make college sound like it's your only way out. My parents were the same way. They were like, look, if you want to make something of your life, I'd suggest buckling down in school and get yourself a, a good job, go to college so that you can make something of your life. And, you know, look where we are right now. Big indoctrination. Um, they got all these worthless degrees out there that people go waste money on, not to mention how many people are in debt. I'm fortunate to where when I was going to college, um, I had saved up for my first one, had a partial scholarship. And then when I went back to school, I was working two jobs. So one of them was to pay for my accommodations and one of them was to pay for my college. So when I actually left, I didn't owe any money in school, but most people aren't in that, don't have that ability to where they end up owing like 50, 60 on upwards of $300,000 for a college degree. When you basically get the same thing at a community college, if you would go into Harvard without the indoctrination. So now we're going to get into tonight's title. We're going to finish. We'll run through the rest of the show with that. So uh, what's that? Uh, True Patriot says, I have a degree in the graphic design and I'm a machinist now. Um, so there's that. See, that's how it is. I went to school for all these different things and I'm doing anything but what I went to school for. I and mean, I'm still editing, but like I said, I'm, the majority of what I learned was offline, had nothing to do with actual college. So what does the Bible say about demons? Um, we're seeing a lot of talk about demons. Uh, we're seeing a lot of talk about aliens, but the majority of what I'm hearing now, which is surprising, is that the people that are talking about the aliens are saying, hey, but I don't believe they're from outer space. I believe that they're actually demons that have been here all along. Tucker is one of them that said that. So the conversation right now of, of religion is coming up more and more. Um, you're seeing more and more religious content trending, but also the conversations about the evil stuff that lies within Scripture, dealing with Satan, demons, fallen, Nephilim, and so forth. So what does the Bible say about demons specifically? The Bible tells us that demons are fallen angels who joined Satan in his rebellion against God and who were defeated and cast out of heaven along with Satan. This is Revelation 12, 7 through 9. Demons continue to serve the devil in his attempt to lead the world away from God and into sin. Jesus will ultimately banish Satan and his demons into the eternal fire. And we're getting closer and closer to those days. So the Bible tells us that demons are fallen angels who join Satan in his rebellion against God, um, first and foremost. So what are demons and where did they come from? So demons are fallen angels that were cast out of heaven for helping Satan rebel against God. To understand what demons are, we must look to the ultimate evil spirit himself, which would be Satan. So Revelation tells us that Satan was once an angel in heaven, perhaps even a cherub, um, Revelation 12, 7 through 9. Because Satan was a, heavenly, um, was a heavenly being, we know that Satan, as well as his angelic followers, were created good, but their um, own free will chose to reject God and to become evil out of jealousy for the way that God loved man and woman on this earth. So while we have no um, definitive answer as to whether Satan rebelled against God because of his own um, pride or some other reason, 
We do know that a war erupted in heaven in which the archangel Michael and his angels fought against Satan and his angels. Once again, Revelation 12, 7 through 9. Satan and the other fallen angels were defeated as punishment for the rebellion and were cast out of heaven. So that's Revelation 12, 9, Luke 10, 18. Satan became the prince of demons, Matthew 12, 24. And he and other fallen angels were hurled to the earth. Revelation 12, 9, and ultimately condemned to hell. You can find that in Matthew 25, 41. So what can demons do? Well, demons continue to serve Satan on earth by lurking um, or luring mankind away from God, which is their ultimate task, is working for the devil and trying to keep us as far from Scripture and as far away from that relationship with Christ as we possibly can. So despite their expulsion from heaven, Satan's demons continue to serve him in his plot to control the earth by luring people into sin. That's Revelation 12, 9. So the Bible warns of Satan's grave threat to humanity by referring to him as the God of this age. You can find that in 2 Corinthians 4, 4, who prowls the earth looking for someone to devour. 1 Peter 5, 8. Demons are no less dangerous as the Bible describes them as impure spirits. And you can find that in Mark 1, 27. So deceiving spirits, um, you can find this in 1 Kings 22, 23. The powers of dark, or even the powers of this dark world and the spiritual forces of evil. Ephesians 6, 12, as Satan's angels, Revelations 12, 9. So the Bible tells us that Satan and his demons can inflict harm um, on earth by doing these things. A, possessing people to cause them physical and spiritual harm. And you can find examples of that in Matthew 12, 22, and Mark 1, or excuse me, Mark 5, 1 through 20. So, and to make them do evil, that's Luke 22, 3 through 4. So next is blinding the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel. And that's 2 Corinthians 4, 4. Next one is deceiving people by disguising themselves as servants of righteousness. And this is 2 Corinthians 11, 14 through 15. Next one is promoting false doctrine. You can find that in 1 Timothy 4, 1. And then performing signs to deceive humans. And you can find that in Revelation 16, 14. And then finally, tormenting believers. You can find that in 2 Corinthians 12 through 7. So Bible mentions and talks about demons and what they're capable of uh, multiple times throughout Scripture. So how can Christians resist demons? So Christians can resist Satan and his demons by putting on, you got it, the full armor of God. And there's a reason that God talks about this. And remember, armor is not something that you just casually wear around. Armor is not a talisman that we put on for good luck. Um, there's a reason we wear that. Where do you put on armor? You put on armor when you're going into a battle. And we are in a battle right now, not with uh, flesh, but we're dealing with evil. And uh, we're dealing with tyranny. We're dealing with Satan. And we're dealing with a spiritual war right now, which is why the armor is absolutely necessary. So some Christians fear becoming possessed by demons since this was a very real concern in biblical times. So in fact, um, a matter of fact, and here's the difference, is that back in the day during those biblical times, it was more noticeable when somebody was possessed. Look what we're dealing with right now. We're dealing with the days of Noah. We're dealing with such craziness and chaos that you literally have possessed people that are running around and we just call them crazy or loony. We don't even look at them as possessed, which is exactly what they are. This whole LGBTQ movement, the transgender movement, the uh, transhumanist movement, 
all of this stuff is um, becoming so commonplace here that we don't even look at it as possession any longer. Um, and it is, it's, it's getting easier, Mimo. It's getting easier for us to see um, around here. But for the normal people in this world, it's amazing how insanity and possession just mixes in with everything else because the world's gotten so crazy and chaotic at this point. So, um, in fact, in commissioning his apostles to spread the good news, Jesus specifically gave the apostles and other disciples the authority to drive out all demons. You can find that in Luke 9.1. So while some Christian denominations believe in present-day demon possession, others believe that practicing Christians cannot be possessed because the Holy Spirit abides in them. Thus, demons cannot take hold, 2 Corinthians 1.22. So whether demon possession of practicing Christian is possible or not, the Bible gives us a clear way to thwart the effort of the devil and his demons to allure us into sin, namely by living a life steeped in obedience to the scripture. The, the Bible assures us that if we submit to God and we resist evil, the devil and his demons will flee from us. You can find that in James 4, 7 and Luke 10, 17. So, um, and I agree with that. I believe that, you have that strong relationship with God, um, then it makes it near impossible, if not completely impossible, for you to be uh, taken over, for you to to be a host to a demon or to Satan. I believe that with having zero relationship with Christ, um, submitting into sin, doing drugs, weakening your soul, and so forth, you become a target for that same thing that you are impenetrable to by having that relationship with God because of that armor. So I do believe that having a strong relation with God makes it impossible for a demon or Satan or a devil or anything else to come in and take you over to make you a host. But like I said, that's why it's important to have that relationship. And that's why it's important to stay away from many of those toxins. Um, and Mima says, I know uh, Christians with demons and I do too, but are they real Christians? And that's the big question that you have is that they have that true relationship with God um, or are they calling themselves Christians like the the ones that go to church on Sundays? And that's kind of the biggie right there is, uh, is I believe, you know, and that's just my opinion. Like I said, I don't have those answers or the authority to give you those answers. So she says, did they become Christians and have them before? And that's a good point too. And see, now's the next question though, is if you have a demon and you become um, baptized or you end up having that relation with God, would God remove that demon from you? And I'd imagine so. I'd probably do what they did with Mary. So only one only uh, one way that we can submit to God and fend off the wicked temptations of Satan and his demons is putting on, once again, the full armor of God. That's Ephesians 6, 11 through 18. The full armor of God consists of what? We've talked about this one before. So you've got the belt of truth. Jesus told us that God's word is truth and that we are sanctified by it. John 17, 17, since the devil is the father of lies, John 8, 44, the demons act in his name. So we cannot combat the lies of the corrupt forces by arming ourselves with the knowledge of God's truth. So the next one is the breastplate of righteousness, Ephesians 6, 14. When we align our actions with scriptural instructions, we maintain our righteousness. This moral obedience is very powerful, guarding our heart against situations that may hurt us in the long run or lead us to hurt others, Proverbs 4.23. So when we become lax in upholding our righteous behavior, we open the door for sin to creak in. And that would be, in my opinion, kind of the following, the same thing with 
the the pierce in your armor, the crack in your armor. Repenting is what fixes that armor, keeps it nice, tight, shiny, and mended all the time. So the gospel of peace, Ephesians 6.15. When we're at peace, we're free from disturbance and conflict. So by practicing forgiveness with one another and placing our worries at the foot of the cross, um, Philippians 4.6, we are better able to stand firm against any evil that comes our way. So the next one is the shield of faith. Ephesians 6.16, when we see God's face in our life instead of his hand, we grow in faith and better shield ourselves from the attack of dark forces. The face of God represents his presence. God assures us that when we continually seek his presence in our life, despite our circumstances, everything we need will be given to us. You can find that in Matthew 6, 31 through 33. Then you have the helmet of salvation. You can find that in Ephesians 6, 17. A helmet is the last thing the soldiers put on before stepping into a battlefield. The helmet protects the command center. This is the mind and the head. If that command center gets injured, all other armor of the soldier's body becomes useless. Likewise, demonic forces know that our mind is a battlefield susceptible to sinful suggestions, doubt, and deceit. So when the focus of, of our thoughts on the salvation Jesus gave his believers through his crucifixion and resurrection, we demolish arguments against the knowledge of God and take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. And you can find that in 2 Corinthians 10, 5. Next, we have the sword of the spirit, Ephesians 6, 17. So in ancient battle, a soldier was trained to use a sword both defensively to ward off attacks and offensively to injure the enemy. The sword, we um, as the faithful, must learn how to wield in spiritual battle in the sword of God's word. This is Hebrews 4.12. So which is inspired by the Holy Spirit. Uh, the Holy Spirit, you can find that in 2 Timothy 3.16-17. So the sword of the Spirit defends us by sharpening our mind against the enemy's misinterpretation of Scripture. This sword also works offensively to rebuke and correct the enemy and striking back with our own spiritual blows when attacked. You can find that in Luke 4, 1 through 13. So what is eternal fate of demons? Demons know without question that Jesus will ultimately defeat them and Satan. Satan knows that. There is no one on this entire earth that knows the Bible better than Satan, who has walked this earth from the beginning of time and he knows scripture. He knows it inside and out. And just like I said, demons and Satan know that they're going to end up in the lake of fire. So the Bible tells us that Jesus became man for the very purpose of destroying the devil's work. You can find that in 1 John 3, 8. We, um, we see many instances in scripture of Jesus' authority to cast out demons who serve the devil. Uh, Matthew 9.32-33, Mark 7.26-30, and then Luke 4.35-36 are examples of that. So in fact, demons themselves know that Jesus is more powerful than them and that their days are in fact numbered. For example, when Jesus confronted the demons in Matthew 8.29, they acknowledged that his ultimate authority and their eventual demise by shouting at Jesus, What do you want with us, Son of God? Have you come here to torture us before um, the appointed time? So the Bible affirms that Jesus will ultimately vanquish Satan 
and all of his demons once and for all. You can find this in 1 John 4, 4 and Revelations 20, 10. So these depraved forces are bound to an eternity in hell described in the Bible as the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. And you can find that in Matthew 25, 41. So one thing, and we said this before, is that there is a lot of beautiful stuff. I love talking about gospel as much as anything. I love talking about the old stories of the New and the Old Testament. But there are some dark stories and dark things that the Bible talks about too, which are as important because once again, I've said this before, is in order to be an effective warrior in God's um, in God's great heavenly and holy army, we need to understand a little bit about what we're going up against. And the devil and the demons are the they, they are who we are fighting in this war. They are who we're fighting every single day. Every time we walk up to someone and we're trying to pull them away from their sin and and introduce them to that same um, concept of of and relationship with God that we talk about every single day on this show, you're dealing with someone who is either fighting it or perhaps possessed in some way themselves. And we've seen examples of that. If you look at a lot of the videos, especially like these uh, these transgender LGBT uh, parades and gatherings where you'll see like the black smoke entities kind of flying around is that videos capturing these things every now and then this thing that took place down in Miami, same exact thing, you know, just like they said, you know, we're going to be dealing with the days of Noah. You know, we could be seriously looking at some of these giants right now. They're talking more and more and more about alien exposure. Um, once I find out exactly what took place in front of our Congress with that, uh, classified meeting when you have exposure i'll let you guys know but once again more and more people are starting to recognize that it's not extraterrestrials from other planets that it's things that have been here forever um for a very long time probably underground whether it be nephilim or lizard heads or whatever nothing at this point is off the table we just know that we're going to be dealing with the war with things that we never thought possible that we can't even conceive in our head that we only have an idea of what we're dealing with just through what movies have tried to portray as. So the key is, is knowing your enemy, um, continuing to, to repent, continuing to uh, ask God's forgiveness for our inevitable flaws and our sins that we do every single day and keep that armor mended. Cause like I said before, you don't wear armor unless you're walking into a battle. So there's a reason that we need to keep that armor tip top, strong, cleaned up and no dings or bangs because the devil, it's like water in a roof. All you need is a pinhole. Dripping water is going to find a pinhole in a roof, just like Satan and evil are going to find a crack, a pinhole, or anything in that armor that God provides to us every single day. But like I said, it's our responsibility to keep that stuff mended and tip-top. So, uh, guys, it is uh, time to say we got five minutes left for the end of the show, so I'm going to go ahead and get into a little bit of prayer before we get out of here. So hold on for one second. Heavenly Father, thank you again for another day. I certainly appreciate all the beautiful things that you've given us and all this wonderful family that you brought to us. Dear Lord, I ask with all my heart that you keep everybody healthy and protected during these times, whether they're on the roads driving in crazy conditions, whether they're having financial issues, um, whether having health issues in general. I just ask, Father, that you continue to answer all of these questions, all of these prayers and everything that the people are reaching out to you for. Father, uh, got a prayer request here. Um, this came from Tam earlier. It says, will you join in prayer for my high school best friend, um, Kim, 
She's got Huntington disease. She's been thriving in a hospice. The last respiratory infection hit early this morning and became imminent. The family and her all at the nursing homes. We just ask the Lord for a beautiful and heavenly transition for this friend. Dear Lord, please be with her. Help her get through in the heaven. Open arms, dear Lord, in a painless way and be with their family as they're coping with the loss. Dear Lord, I also ask that you're with everyone else. Um, that lost family this year or over the last couple of years that are dealing with new holidays and have lost kids and have lost families, fathers, mothers, sisters, daughters. The Lord has asked that you put your arms around all of them, help give them comfort during these times. Let us learn to appreciate love and celebrate the life that we had and not the loss, which is a difficult time. But father, I also ask that you let us be here to rise up and be here for those people that may be lonely, that may have lost someone, that may feel like they've got no one to talk to. Let them know, Father, that, that we are their family. We may not be blood, but we're even stronger, dear Lord, because we are all washed in your blood. So we are the greatest family that there could possibly be. But dear Lord, thank you for giving us all a mission and a task and giving us the love and compassion that you've given us so we can be here for one another all the time, that we can pray for one another. Please, dear Lord, continue to Give us all of the things that we're going to need in this war. Continue to shine up our armor and keep it strong. Continue, dear Lord, to keep temptation and evil out of our lives. Dear Lord, allow us to use knowledge in a great way because knowledge is so dangerous without your heavenly wisdom, dear Lord. So I ask that you bless us with an abundance of wisdom. Give us the discernment that we need, the strength, the courage. Dear Lord, let us walk into any situation and not fear, dear Lord, but have the courage that you would bestow having your angels right by our side, dear Lord. Let us be willing to give our lives for something greater than ourselves, dear Lord. You gave your life so that we had a chance in the heaven. Let us fear not if we walked in this battlefield to give our lives for you or anyone else on that battlefield, dear Lord. Continue to give us patience with others, the same patience that you have with us, dear Lord. And I know I say this a lot, but you must have had a lot of patience to continue to work on me, to get me where I am today, dear Lord. So give us that same patience with others. Let us realize that we were all bad people at one time, that having that relationship with you is what gives us purpose and makes us better. Let us have that patience with others, dear Lord, and never forget where we came from so that we can be here with our arms open when they're ready. Let us continue to spread that gospel, dear Lord, even to those that are not willing to listen. Let us plant those seeds, dear Lord, because some seeds grow annually. Some seeds grow every single year. Some seeds take years to grow, dear Lord, but eventually those seeds will sprout, dear Lord. So let us continue to do so. Let us not need recognition. Let us let our left hand not know what our right hand does, dear Lord. Let us do everything with great humility. Let go of our egos and do what we can to help other people in a way that you would want us to. But dear Lord, I want to thank you lastly for everything that you've given us. You are so kind. You are so gracious. You gave us life and you kept on giving. You even gave us a chance at eternal life, dear Lord. So I thank you. Don't let us waste the time that we have on this earth. Don't let us do anything in vain, dear Lord. Let everything that we do matter. Let it be in your service, dear Lord, to help other people and to help ourselves better ourselves, strengthen our relationship, become better people. But dear Lord, thank you for giving us a purpose. Thank you for giving us a life that has meaning that is more than eat, sleep, work, and repeat. Thank you for the love that you've given us, and thank you for all the love that you brought together into this family. We love you with all of our hearts. In Jesus Christ's name and our Heavenly Father's name, we pray. Amen. Well, guys, another that was a great show. Like I said, these things, they, they get away from me. They go they go so quick. Um, and I hope you're all staying warm. Like I said, we're going to be about six degrees here tonight. We'll be at two degrees. I think it's the coldest. We, at least we didn't get down to the negative four. 
But I'm not complaining, guys, because I know that there's people out there in Montana that are dealing with a whole lot more colder weather than we are right here. Indiana, you guys are getting some crazy stuff, too. We're going to be getting a little bit more snow here as well. But I'm looking forward to it. And Matt and Hab, you guys need a warm place when we got a fire. We got a fire pit outside. We got some gospel. Gospel always warms me up. So you guys hit me up. I'll have a nice dinner prepared for you. We'll, we'll do a pork butt or something this weekend. You just let me know. But um, for the rest of you guys, I love you all very, very much. I am so thankful for all that you do. Um, I hope that uh, that uh, Devo and Hyvistas had a, a great day yesterday and had a, and she had an absolutely beautiful birthday. So once again, Hyvistas, if you're listening, happy, happy birthday. Love you very, very much. And all the rest of you, if you've missed your birthdays recently, happy birthday, guys. I hope you all um, had a great holiday, have a great birthday, staying warm, enjoying your time. And uh, knowing that we're going to get through this just fine together, no matter how chaotic things it gets. And this is going to be a crazy year, so you may as well just pull out the popcorn, enjoy it like a movie, and know that God wins and there's no point of freaking out. Just like every movie. Most movies have a good ending, and we know this one's going to be the greatest ending. But guys, I love y'all very, very much. I hope you, I hope you enjoyed uh, Kilt the Christian episode 523, What Are Demons? Be back tomorrow evening. Uh, determine who I might be bringing on... Um, if Jay Wu wants to come on with me, getting Jay Wu on tomorrow evening, because I know you guys love him and love to hear him talk. So we'll talk about that. But in the meantime, have an absolutely beautiful evening. I love y'all very, very much. We'll see you tomorrow for episode 524 of Kilted Christian. In the meantime, I leave you with this. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early what so proudly we held at the twilight's last gleaming, whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight or the ramparts we watched was so gallantly streaming and the rockets regular the bombs bursting in there gave proof through the night that our flag was still there does that star-spangled banner yet wave Have an absolutely beautiful rest of your night. And remember this, we are fortunate because we know how this story ends. And that's it. God wins. So there's no point. Guys, stress not.
Fear not. Let go of your anxiety. Keep on praying. Pray, pray, pray. Hold that line. Spread the gospel from nation to nation. God will equip us with everything that we need, but we need to do his work. We need to help the build the army a little bit bigger. We need to keep our armor nice and strong so the devil doesn't have a way to work into our system and destroy our mission. But we're going to get through this. And like I said, God's going to be with us every step of the way. Have an absolutely beautiful night. I love you all very, very much. We'll see you tomorrow night for Kilted Christian episode 524. In the meantime, have a beautiful evening and God bless.